Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your, someone's computer's on. It's mine. I didn't realize <laughs> that we were back already one minute later. Uh, it is What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes. Wait, we're back we already? Yeah. Wait, what yeah. happened? It was only a minute. Oh, I was busy doing other stuff. Yeah. Me too. Oh. He's getting ready what to record guys, a commercial. What you guys need to know, the guys are prepping for other stuff, which is uh, what we do well, here. Well, you know, we're making money around here. Yeah. We're trying to make people money. Making you know some bank see? all up in it. Yeah. You know, we Let's got commercials all make some money, okay? Because uh, we I'm sure as hell need it. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Anyways. Now, Laura, actually, before you get to what you need to know, uh huh. how did you take in the Usher um, performance, considering you don't like him personally? <laughs> yeah, you're a hater. No, she's not a hater. He Why was a jerk. Why am I a hater? He was mean to you. He was a jerk. I so I tweeted that I had conflicting thing like emotions because I grew up on Usher. I know his music. Usher. Usher. So my thing is, I love the dance moves. I, I his vocally was eh, whatever, but I liked it. I mean, I wasn't like oh my god, like everybody in the room with right, me. You were but, like it's I. You know, but. I was singing because I know all the music. Yeah, yeah. Like Pedro confessions, okay. you know, confessions know came out. And I was like, yeah. here are my confess. And then I was like, yeah, it's seven o'clock on the dot. And I'm like, dude, I know that song too. Every song that came up, I knew it. Yeah. So everybody Cappy was, was waiting for tonight is the night. Yeah. I, I Like when he sang my way, you know what I mean? I uh-huh. was like, okay, that's all right. My way. I was like, all right. That was okay. I confession ex- was I. I wasn't boo. expecting What's him. What's up, boo? You know? The, I mean, that's what? a very known DeAndre, song. What's up, Big D? I thought that's a for I Don't Mind, man. I know I did want I Don't yeah, Mind. I know, I know you, you, you know I wanted that. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I was looking for By Neo. the way, I thought of you the other day, Andre, uh, DeAndre, because I was on. I was listening to Power 106 and Gunna came on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gunna. That's right. And I yeah. thought of Kathy <laughs> yeah. right away. Yeah. Just so, yeah, my God, Gunna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, what did I miss? How did Cappy know it was gonna? No, Cappy had no idea who Gunner oh, was. Oh, like, what? Gunna. We, have this, we, we were have talking about freshening on. up the music, and, and DeAndre like- was like, we should play some Gunna, and and I, I'd only heard like one little snippet of a song. I'm trying, oh, Hot was the yeah. song they were playing. Yeah, he's featured on that song. Exactly. It's not his song. Exactly. But it was funny, because, what? I thought it was called Lukewarm. I didn't think it was called Hot. <laughs> That's so I thought, I thought of DeAndre, but then I immediately thought of Cappy, like, you know, talking about Gunna, like he knew who he was. Gunna! Yeah. DeAndre, for the record, I tried for two and a half years to put the music in a different genre, and mm. it didn't work it's for all me. Good. So, it's all you know. good. We'll get, we'll get there. You know, I, know just, I, I tried, man. John, I tried. Okay? Lil John showed up last <laughs> what? night. What? And I was like, Lil John, that's <laughs> yeah, my boy right there. Yeah. Yeah. All that's right. how you have to say it, Cap. So, uh, I don't even know if what we're doing anymore. Yeah. And what you uh, need sorry. To what you need yeah. to know. Listen yeah. up. Dating is rough, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. And if you have some previous ink from a previous relationship, aka a tattoo, it's even oh. rougher for you. But you can potentially have it covered for free oh. this Valentine's Day. A Liam Tattoo Studio in Culver City, which is not far from here, yeah. is partnering up with Tinder's Ink Twice campaign. Mm-hmm. The campaign also is in cities like Austin, Miami, and New York. So if you have a tattoo from an ex that you want to cover up and you want to do it for free, you have to submit an application by February 16th. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you get picked, they sent you to a Liam Tattoo Studio. And guess what? They get it covered for free. Wow. That's pretty cool. For wow. free. Covering a tattoo is expensive. Oh, yeah, I bet. My well, friend paid like, I think like $750 to cover a tattoo. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Here's some advice for everybody. Don't put <laughs> tattoos of other people's faces on your body. 
Or names. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bad idea. Because, I mean, even if you're married, you're like, yeah, then we're divorced, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you go out and you start dating other women, and they're like, why is her name on your arm? You know? It's just a bad idea, in my opinion. By the way, people with face tattoos kind of freak me out. I've talked about that. Yeah. Last week when we were doing the uh, show from Nixo over at East Central, there was this dude with face tattoos, and I was, like, all freaked out by it. Really? I got to tell you something. Post Malone, bro, between the face tattoos and the grills, man, I'm telling you, for a talented brother, that is, that is a bad look, in my opinion. Hey, and then And then that jelly roll dude. You know that dude, Jelly Roll? Jelly Roll. I know who you Jelly Roll is. You guys know who Jelly Roll is? I Jelly do. Roll. You, know, you don't know who Jelly Roll is? No, I don't, I don't know, know who he is. Yeah, you do, DeAndre. <laughs> Come Roll, on. Jelly Roll is a big, fat, white guy who's apparently like a country music guy. And, and when he came on a TV commercial last night, everybody's like, oh, look at Post Malone. I'm like, that ain't Post Malone. No, That's another je- white yeah. dude with tattoos Jelly all Roll. over his face. Jelly Roll. <laughs> I don't know who Jelly Roll is. You don't know who Jelly Oh, man. He's like a country music singer. He is, but he used to be in... I don't know who he is. But come on, Post Malone. I didn't like his performance. I mean, the face whatever. tattoos, I don't like, man. He's good. He's a good. He's a good artist. Yeah, he's a good artist, but the face tattoos and the grill. That's like his groove. That's like Yo, he sang he really he well, He did. Though. He's good. He and playing guitar, really well. he's a good artist. Yeah, he sang really well. I'm going to get some of them grills, too. No, I don't do it. I actually thought of... What do you think, dude? Don't do it. I thought, grills. I thought no. he did great. I liked Reba, too. Reba who else was it. part of the pre-game festivities? Who else was there? I don't remember who else. Cascade was warming up the crowd. Oh, shout out to Cascade. Yeah. Doing his thing. I think what he said was... felt like he channeled you, Cappy. Yeah. I think what... Jim said was, "Shout out to Cascade he's for doing ha- his thing. He's doing uh, having the crowd lit or something like that. Yeah, really. Is that what Jim like, said? He said doing I his think. thing. Okay. He was Way doing his thing. Jim. He had the crowd and ready. I was roll. like, what? My boy yeah. Jim Nance. Yeah, you want to go see Cascade? Where's he at? I mean, he's residency in Vegas. Oh, really? I want to go see Marshmallow Head. I was going to say Marshmallow Head, Cappy. Marshmallow. Marshmallow Head. Yo, I saw the last time I saw Cascade live." This is a long time ago now. It's my bachelor party. Oh, really? In Vegas. Whoa. That's when he used to do Marquee. That Dude, was his Marquee, residency back then. Yo, the Marquee was the place. I remember ooh, Eric Dillon. So this is like 2012. Hey, dude, listen. Marshmallow Head last night was rocking it, and yeah. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift were like mugging down. Right, and Jason Kelsey had on like a Ray Mysterio oh, dude. mask, right. and was yeah. dancing next to yeah. Marshmallow Head, and I'm like, oh, Marshmallow. I, you guys don't seem to understand his last name is Head. <laughs> no. I think. Yeah. No. Anyway. It's not. All right. No. Oh, I got All me. right. That is uh, what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. Cappy. Yes, sir. Take it away, Cap. All right. Let me talk about this. So a lot of people seem to be frustrated with Tony Romo during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There's a point where they're going to a commercial break and Romo is singing Adele on the way out. And, um, you know, like, people just, for whatever reason, don't want personality from their color commentators. For some reason, it was okay when John Madden did Boom! And, and you know, wrote all over the Telestrator. But I think America has become very annoyed with Tony Romo. And case in point, the end of the game, the touchdown is thrown, right? And Nance calls the touchdown. And rather than letting the pictures do the talking for the television audience, Romo goes into this like whole wannabe analytical breakdown where, by the way, like you better know the details of what he's talking about because he's not really giving you complete sentences and he's not really filling in the blanks. Have you heard the last call from the game? I was jumping up and down, so I did not like pay attention. Okay. I was like screaming like myself, going, Holy ah! crap! 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Better, better that you hear it rather than see it so that you can actually hear what Nance says. Well, because I know what to visualize yeah. as I've already seen it. And, yeah. what, and then how Romo kind of goes and does this thing. Yeah. Right. And, and, and So he basically steps all over Nance. It's not that he's like stepping over the call per se. It's that Nance has made the call. He doesn't let it breathe. He doesn't let it just breathe and air Gotta out. Breathe. Right. Yeah. Play the call of the game-winning touchdown on CBS, Jim Nance, Tony Romo. Go ahead and play it. Understand what I'm saying? Like, okay. He so basically, you hear the people screaming, cheering in the background. So as someone, right? You've been part of a broadcast. I've been part of a lot of broadcasts. You let that one sit. If you're the analyst, you gotta let that one sit for at least at least a good five to ten seconds. But particularly on television, correct? On radio, and I'll play for you Kevin Harlan's, which will give you goosebumps. But on TV in particular. And I'm surprised, like the producers and the directors are not in the in the truck saying, "Tony, lay out, Tony, lay out," or even Jim Nance. Well, I don't think they tell him to lay out ever. Well, but maybe that would have been the time to do it. Well, that's when you got to do Chicky Hearn and right. give him the hands, yeah, exactly. Give him right. the signal you gave to Pat Riley, exactly right. Yeah. Because so you again, give him the hand. Because if you just go back and you listen to what Nance says, he goes jackpot, jackpot, right? The Vegas and, and reference. If, and if you would have seen the the video right away, it's it's Hardman in the end zone. It's Mahomes who comes and gets him. Right. It's right to the sideline of Andy Reid being We're, attacked by his coaches and stuff. Let the picture do the talking right. for us for a few seconds. Right. And by the way, everything that Romo could have done, everything Romo said could have been done in a replay 10 seconds later. And by the way, what did he say? What, no, nothing. It's, it's the Andy Reid special. Mm-hmm. It's what they've it's been the waiting for. It's the same play for. they ran last it, it, year. Hey, but he didn't actually. It, it, it's what we talked about. It, and they they got it to Hartman, who they didn't even have. Right. Like, like you got to be able to fill in those blanks, they're, man. They're fragments. They're yeah. not sentences. And they're not complete thoughts even either. Yeah. So, he Look, he's regressed, if we're being honest. I just wonder what CBS does because they've got so much money wrapped up into him and he's become like such a laughing stock and people are so annoyed by him. And I like Romo. I mean, I don't really know him, but you know how much I love Jim Nance. Yeah. And I think that Jim can carry him. Yeah. But there's there's like a... Well, Jim gave him... I mean, Romo gave them... It gave him like a second, second act, right? Is what I would call it. It made Jim look and sound younger. Yeah. Whereas Phil Sims was starting he's to make old. him look older, you know? Right. And, um, but man, I, I mean, this is like a, this is a legendary play. It's the last play. You got to lay out. For, it's a walk off. You, you got to lay out for five to 10 minimum, like five seconds minimum. 10 is fine. Maybe longer. Like, honestly, I, not to go that far, right? Like it was funny. Cause I just had this conversation recently with Mark Jones, who I work with a lot on NBA. And I remember, remember early in the season, we were all in on Colorado, Coach Prime. Remember they had that crazy game yep. against Colorado State? Mm-hmm. Well, on the last score, your guy, Lewis Riddick, he laid out for almost 20, 15 seconds, almost 20 seconds. That's what Romo should have done. He should have shut up, and he should have let the, the, the confetti fly, and the players hug each other, and the coach get and in. And then when the on, replay. And then later on. When the right. replay. When the right. replay runs, then you say the things you want to say. And by the way, you've had time to gather your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Now too. listen. Now here, here, did you just mm-hmm me while putting on chapstick? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> now let me play for you. Oh, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. Our now, buddy. Now look, this is this is on radio. radio. This yeah. is national radio. Yeah. You're driving around in your car, hypothetically. You're driving in your car? You've got a blue car with four brand new tires on it. Yes. You've got your steering wheel at the eye level. It is an electric vehicle so you can charge and find your charging stations nearby. You're using the mobile app, no longer the AM radio. 
I mean, so here, listen to Harlan. Listen to what he does. Now, again, he's not going to lay out. And he's doing this with Kurt Warner. Right. He doesn't have the pictures. Okay. So So he's got to be much more descriptive. Right. He's got to give you every blade of grass. Go ahead and play Harlan. Now, now, did you hear Kurt Warner? No. Uh, No, no, I did not. You know why? You know why you didn't hear Kurt Warner? You didn't hear Kurt Warner because Kurt Warner wasn't jumping in on Kevin Harlan. Kevin was taking his time, phrase, crowd noise. Yeah. Phrase, he, he would lay out crowd for two noise. seconds. Right. Right. Phrase, crowd noise, right. description, crowd noise. And Kurt Warner is sitting over there like, waiting. let, let me know when you're ready for me. Yeah. But, he, but Kurt knows that, that Kevin is doing his thing. And that's what Tony Romo doesn't understand. Jim Nance is the class of that broadcast. Let Nance make the call. Let the crowd and the pictures tell the story. Let Jim come back in for description. And then Tony play football analyst. Right. God, he just he just stepped all over that play. And I understand why people are frustrated with him. I do. You do. I do indeed. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, look. He's regressed, and and it stinks because he was great at the beginning, and I feel like he's in, he's just, he, you would think that he would know when to kind of, and I know this is super like inside baseball stuff, right? But it's like, it's one of those things where you would think he would get better at some of those things, and he's, I feel like he's gotten worse, which is strange. It's just like got to use hand signals. I'm telling you, tell Nance use the chick hern. I'm surprised in some ways that Jim didn't tell him to shut the hell up. Like that, that Jim didn't look over to him and go, Shh. or like turn off his mic or do something. I mean, because that's Jim's broadcast booth, and he brought Tony into it, and Tony just stepped all over that thing, man. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yep. All right, coming up next, Cappy. I don't know what the hell we have planned. Oh, I have anymore. something. I oh, have you something. do. Oh, you do. Oh, you have something. Yeah. Oh, you do. oh damn. Oh, he you know what we got? Oh. What do we got? Steve Mason. Oh, that's right. Is he on TV yet? <laughs> no, but we just saw them yeah, just preview saw that okay. Steve Mason was coming right, up. I'm going right. to change the Good. channel here. I can, do, can you got it? If not, I got you. I already have it over here, too. Okay, because then I have a question for everybody about something that's that's bothering me. It's kind of pissing me off, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's right. So, Steve, it's you don't... Super, re- super Bowl related. It's pissing me off. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay. We got a lot. That's a, that sounds intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Steve Mason is going to be on Channel 11. He's bring, going back to television. Makes his return to TV. Yeah, for the first time in eons... Uh, I want to see how much makeup he has on if he shaved. So we're going to carry it live. We're going to do it live. We're going to hear Steve Mason in a moment. But f- Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Are we back? All right, we're back. It's all good. We were watching Mason. Yeah, Mace on TV. He looked good. He looked aight. I don't, I don't know if I like what he's wearing. I'm not a hater. I like what he's wearing. I like the fact that he's still rocking his puffy jacket. Yeah, but That's his look. But here's the thing. I don't like the puffy jacket with the Oxford button down. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't mind what he's wearing. Yeah, like if he was wearing the puffy jacket with like... A nice shirt, like a like a dress T-shirt under. I just don't think it looks good with what like he's wearing. So I the my, collared shirt that he's wearing. So I what I see it. right now is kind of blurry because I have it paused. If you guys go to it right, I yeah, don't want to yeah. go back. Yeah. So it looks, it's blurry, but se ve bien, you know. Yeah. yeah says, he didn't shave. That's for sure. He okay, didn't lie no. about that. No, I like the fact that he looks very natural. He looks like a radio guy who's invited to do TV rather than trying to be like an uptight TV guy. I like that well, he's he doesn't not have wearing... to be an uptight TV mm-hmm. guy. He does have great posture. Though. I don't like that he's got. I, I like the fact that he's not wearing a, a jacket with a tie and he's not trying to be something. Well, he doesn't have to be not... a jacket with a tie. No, but, I like that he's. Well, but if you're gonna wear a, a straight up like like collared shirt like a business shirt, you shouldn't be wearing the puffy jacket. You should go with a jacket. You don't mm. like a like a sports coat. You don't have to wear a tie. Um, but if you're going to wear that puffer jacket, like you got to wear like not a button down. Like that doesn't look I, I, right. I don't know. I, I guess you have better style than I do. I I'm mean, just saying. Really Donald does have great really style, have style. I do have better style. I don't really, style, I don't really have any <laughs> sense of fashion. I, I admit yeah. it. I don't have any sense of fashion. Kathy, you're yeah. not bad. Well, I mean, I'm wearing like sweats. You know what I mean? Like I was going to wear sweats today too. That's, that's what I wear. You know, mm. I, that's, that's why I gained so much weight because of the, the elastic waistband. Mm. You know, no mm. tucking in shirts and no belts. Yeah. I think Mace looks aight. It looks okay. Little Channel 11. All right, well, let's 11. hear it. Let's hear what Mace did. Oh, now he's talking half time. Bay finished. We're joined by Steve Mason, who is, of course, the host yep. of Mason in Ireland on ESPN Radio and of the Culture Pop podcast. Yes. Oh. Marla and I were talking Shut on Friday. Out. We thought, who knows both the football and the pop you culture? Did. Right. Well, thank you. You're an yeah. expert in both. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. I, I always, for you, so, Alex. So let's, let's talk uh, first about the football, though. Yes. What did you make of the football and what this means to the legacy of Patrick Mahomes? Well, Patrick Mahomes is just plain and simple, the most talented quarterback I have ever seen. He may not be the GOAT yet because he doesn't have as many Super Bowls, obviously, as Tom Brady, but he's got three. He's only 28 years old. Did you not have the sense all along that he was going to find a way to score that touchdown? I Mm -hmm. I never felt comfortable. Yeah. Not not even at halftime, 10-0 against him means nothing. Yeah, I felt like Kansas City was really shell-shocked in the first half. San Francisco was all Mm -hmm. over them. And I think ultimately the fact that they were only down 10-3 at the half put San Francisco exactly where Mahomes wanted them Mm -hmm. for the second half. Yeah. Okay, so where did... in your opinion, I have my own thoughts. Yes. Where did uh, my Niners go wrong? 
and the oh, Chiefs are Steve Shanahan. hates the Niners. Any of this belongs mm -hmm. to him in terms of the blame. Uh, Shanahan is state-of-the-art head coach. He's totally fine. I think he made a mistake. Uh, he says he wanted the ball third. Mm -hmm. um, the obvious move there would have been to defer for overtime so he'd get the Not ball really. second. That made more sense. But Shanahan's great coach. Where it went wrong, I think, was that fumble from Christian McCaffrey at the end of the first mm -hmm. half that oh. would have allowed uh, San Francisco to take a more commanding lead. And then on top of that, the missed extra point was yeah. brutal. Moody. Bad kick, uh, it hit it low, and that point made all the difference. I got to tell you, I actually haven't seen the ending until we just showed it because I couldn't watch it last <laughs> uh, night. So I just had to watch that. And I literally wanted, I'm like fighting back tears. I, I take this so you, seriously. Were you crying? I did cry. Yeah. Did you it's cry? Not, yeah, it's not, it's not like the ugly cry, but tears right. come out. Because my heart, I mean, it literally hurts. My grandfather worked for the 49ers. Wow. He ushered for him. It's, it's, it means yeah. something to well, me. And, yeah. and you think about it, this was probably their best shot for a while. For a while. We'll for see. A while. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you this know. was a great run for them. I mean, they made four... NFC championship games in five years made two Super Bowls and were not able to convert. Uh, yeah. This is a tough spot for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan yeah. to try to pick up and, and go at it again next because year. Of, because of how expensive that team is Very going expensive. to be. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to make some changes. Brock yeah. going to have they to make a little so more money. so many opportunities. Yeah, All right. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about the halftime show, yeah. which is Let's. a polarizing thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Usher is out there. <laughs> yeah. And I think for Usher. certain people of, of maybe a certain generation Ooh. that maybe had Usher playing during their high school prom yes like me this was like the most amazing <laughs> thing i talked to so many of my friends who loved it and loved yeah and, and i it was one of my favorite halftime shows ever i loved about the skates and alicia keys and, it was called Steve and Old the whole for thing and the michael jackson <laughs> tribute yes. i thought it was amazing but i know i may not be in the majority well i mean <laughs> i guess you would say mason's a boomer i suppose you would say that uh, and this is not necessarily my wheelhouse yeah, in terms of music but i thought as a performer he was fantastic the dancing was amazing. I thought yeah. that the guest performers, her, was spectacular on the guitar. It was really cool to see Alicia Keys out there yeah. and that kind of cool red piano that, that was she awesome. was playing yeah. at. Really, really sharp. And I thought the roller skating was yeah. put it over the top. Yeah. I mean, I, I did not expect that. to see him roller skating. And I don't know if you noticed this, but when he slid through yep. Will I Am's leg, mm -hmm. he almost yeah. fell. I did notice if that. If you look at it I in slow-mo, he really yeah. almost went down. We would have been talking about that a lot had, right. he, had he done it. But I thought I thought a great performance and you know a Super Bowl that that certainly hit the millennial generation in a real way. Yes. Oh, yeah. So Thanks, I am Steve. older than you, but nonetheless, I am a huge Usher there you go. Usher fan. Yeah. Right. I mean, I had huge expectations. Wait, I could not he's wait. Much older I than you. quote told my husband, "I'm going to go bananas." <laughs> I think she's talking to Alex, not to make. And oh, I didn't no. go bananas. Really? Mm. I didn't. I was a little underwhelmed in that I wanted more singing from him. Right. When the skate, this one here, this moment got me. And so I did get up at this moment. I really did like that. And that moment got me too, yeah, maybe. When he yeah, took off yeah. his, yeah, maybe. But, um, you know, I still love him. I just, I wish, I wanted it, a little bit more. It didn't sizzle for you. It didn't sizzle. So. I like that he sang live and that Alicia sang live, even though the notes were a little off. Uh, yeah, Alicia's first note was a struggle. But yeah. I thought after Jeez, that, she everybody's was a freaking so critic. What is everybody a judge around. on American yeah, Idol? In yeah. the next half hour, we're going to talk commercial. Simon, awesome. Simon, some people may care about even more than me. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right, Mason making his return to television. There it was. And simulcasting on, on 7. And all of a sudden being, uh, what's his name? Simon. Uh, yeah, Cal. Simon Cowell. Cowell. Yeah. yeah. Is she a little pitchy? Not for me, dog. Yeah. You know, she like, was great. Like Randy. <laughs> yeah, listen. I um, love her. I, I'm surprised. I'm actually, I really thought today that the whole world was going to tell me how awesome 
A-plus Usher was. And I'm the guy who didn't know, like, the first three songs. And I was like, the singing, the dancing, the costumes, the additional artists that showed up. When when Ludacris came out, you know, I was Luda. at Yamava, and, and Luda had just been at Yamava, like, three weeks earlier. And when Ludacris came out, big old fro, by the way. Fro, hey. Love it. Big D. Yeah. You got to rock that, dog. I can. I can. You, you got to rock I, that, I, I, man. One of these days, I'll come in with come the fro. Come on, man. I got you. Bring that thing. I got you. You know? And when Luda came up, all everybody in Yamava was like, Luda! What's up, Luda? You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> what? That's like, that was everybody's reaction. Yeah. You know? Luda. Right? And so, yeah, I, I loved it, man. I thought it was great. Surprised how many critics there are out there. I, Tons. I, I don't know. For me, it wasn't a bad show. It wasn't the best show. It was It was like a solid B. And I feel like that's the common grade, quote unquote, that people have been giving it. Mm. All right. Just well, there you saying. go. There solid you go. B. No, right. no. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, it's fine. Mace look good. Mace looks right. But I do agree with Sedano and the shirt. The yeah, shirt you just got to go with puffy. a different shirt. Yeah. You can't go collar shirt with that jacket. No, you yeah, can't. Yeah, I don't know. It's too I, casual. I, I really don't know. Well, just trust me. Yeah, I'm, I am. I'm going to trust you. Yeah. I mean. Oh, Cappy, have you done that? Done no, the it's puffy just like, jacket? My, like I, my girlfriend would tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I would she just, would. I would just be like, okay, whatever you say. I really don't care. I got some new Jordans. Oh, yeah? That's right. All-Star Weekend. Nice. nice. What kind? If, if, if you want to say it right now, if you want to. Um, The 38s. I don't know what the 38s are. I'll have to look them up. Yeah. Are they cooler than my Travis Scotts? See, the Travis Scotts, though. Those, you, are, those you, are rare. You got the, the, the rare the rare breeds. That's what we call them, right. man. You know, it's funny. He asked, we both asked, because I'm not going to throw DeAndre alone under the bus. And we're like, yo, Cappy, um, we'll pay for them. Just help us get them. <laughs> and you Cap's like, I, I can't. I don't know where they came from. I really don't know where they came from. And I, <laughs> the way I got them was a buddy of mine accidentally, I say accidentally, for some reason, when he went to order one pair, he ordered two pairs, and then he gave me a pair as a Christmas two. gift. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, those shoes are so expensive that I don't even want to wear them. And then he's like giving me grief. He's like, dude, they're just sneakers. Put them on and wear them. They were a gift. Mm-mm. He's like, nah. what are you going to do, sell them? I'm like, no, I'm not going to sell nah, them. for a gift, but no. yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean. Don't sell them. That's, depends on how much tacky. money you get for them. You know? no, yeah. When he tacky. talks. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, all right, let's do big deal or no deal. What oh, yeah, say? yeah. That's coming up next. But first, Cappy, tell them about your prize picks for tonight. Oh, all right, prize picks. Okay, so prize picks, now that football season is over, we're going all in on basketball, okay? Do you guys even realize that, because you've seen these guys on TV commercials, do you know that you can play alongside, like, Meek Mill? Did you know that? Like, yeah, they yeah. put his stuff out there? Yeah, and you can actually play alongside and see what he's doing, and you can do the same thing. Um, when you go to prize picks, I want you to download the app. That's the thing you got to do is you got to download the app, the prize picks app, and then use my code CAPPY, K A P P Y. The code is CAPPY, K A P P Y, on the prize picks app. They're going to match your first deposit 100% up to $100. And by the way, it's so easy to do because you can use Apple Pay on your phone and make that deposit. Plus, withdrawals are very quick and easy. And they've got this thing called injury insurance. So if one of your players gets hurt, you're not out of the game. So I want to tell you that millions of sports fans have already signed up for this and are enjoying themselves playing on prize picks. I had a guy come up to me yesterday at Yamaha, and he's a longtime 710 listener. And he goes, I love hearing your picks on prize picks. And I go, great, are you playing? And he goes, no, I still don't play, but I think it's interesting to hear how you're playing this. And I go, bro, download the app, prize picks, use my code CAPPY, and they're going to match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Adano. Sorry, I was listening to Noah Eagles call. <laughs> Noah Eagles in. call and uh, Nate, I guess Nate Burleson. Was, yeah, it, so. it, was it good? It was good. Yeah. Might have been better than the uh, the Nance and Romo. Romo. Well, the Romo thing. Romo kind of screwed the whole thing. Yeah, up. yeah. I was just listening to it now during the mm-hmm. break because Jonathan Watson sent it to us. I also haven't heard the uh, Kansas City Chiefs home radio we and have the that. Niners home radio. We both we have that. Okay, too. we'll hear that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, hear, we'll hear it later. Okay. Then dealer's choice. Okay, let's do it. Okay, pero. All right. All right. Go ahead, Laura. Well, oh, but real quick, let know? me tell people about BB Go Fridays. Oh yes. Fifth please. Row Friday, real quick. Uh, Fifth Row Fridays from BB Go are back on Mason and Ireland. Listen all week from one to four. Be sure to take notes, and on Fridays, you'll take a pop quiz, and you could be sitting in the fifth row at Lakers Nuggets on March 2nd. BBGO, the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, yes, and uh, love that contest now that I'm on that show. Um, so there's no denying that Taylor Swift was a big part of the anticipation for Super Bowl 58. I know some people don't want to hear that, but it is true. Was she going to make it? Was she not going to make it? But one thing that I loved about the girl was that she did not go up to the podium with Travis Kelsey. She mm-hmm. let him have his moment yeah. and didn't steal the shine. My wife said the same thing last yeah. night. Awesome. So, well, maybe this one's going to be a very easy one. Was this a big deal or no deal that she did that? Because some people did complain about that. I, I think it was a very big deal that she... In a good way. Yeah, that yes. she knows, hey, look... um. They've had the cameras on me all night anyway. They've shown me over and over again in the suite. My audience, I'm Taylor Swift, my audience of little 16 and 17-year-old girls, even younger, they've come to football because I'm into football now, because my boyfriend. But the fact is, this is his time. You know, this is his Super Bowl. He only had one reception in the first half for one yard. He came out and dominated in the second half. This is his world. If she goes up on the podium, it becomes about Taylor Swift and not about the Chiefs or Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes. I thought it was a very classy move by Taylor Swift to go, no, I'm the girlfriend here. I'm not Taylor Swift, the international music superstar here, even though everybody's paying attention to me that way. You know, I liked it. And by the way, everybody that's so butthurt about how frequently she is shown, bro, calm down. She's the biggest star on the planet in music. If Beyonce was dating Patrick Mahomes, they do the same thing for Beyonce. Like, I don't know what everybody gets so upset about. I think it was only 54 seconds in the entire broadcast that she was shown. I mean, honestly, like, I I actually grew to like the story. I don't know, George, what do you think about this whole Taylor Swift not going up on the stage thing? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like, let, uh, let, you know, she has plenty of moments. Let him have his moment. Yeah. That's it. I loved it. 
So I'm glad you guys agree. All right. Kevin Garnett had Paul Pierce on his podcast, KG Certified, when discussing if the Lakers were actual title contenders. They both had this to say. I think anybody sitting here looking at the Laker team and them talking about they can actually contest in the West for a title is delusional. They should have made some moves to, I feel like, better that team for him. He doesn't have well, much well, time. LeBron well, probably do. got, what, two, three more years? Mother. So the question is, why aren't they better than what they are? Man, some of y'all ain't in the category, bro. They're not in the category. They're not a contender, bro. They're not better than the first four teams. So they window dress. AD is so good and LeBron is so good, why is it not producing wins? We just said it's thick. Look, Shorty came in here, got her hair done, got her nails done, got her feet done. She came in the club. She thought she was cute. Man, I feel like I'm a solid eight she came in here and there was nines and twelves in here <laughs> i'm a city here though i'm in here i'm in the party ain't nobody talking to me but i'm in the party that's the lakers that's the lakers you don't get these years back and you know what you're gonna look up and two years gonna be gone and then what they you said the conference finals last year that was a magical run can you do that every year i think they got something for the playoffs all right guys i thought that was hilarious i know people are gonna come at me because celtics but did you guys think it was a big deal or no deal that they, I mean, clearly a lot of us don't think that they are contenders, but <laughs> Shorty was an eight thinking she was a 10 at the club. I mean, essentially, that's what they said about the Lakers. Um, I don't think it's a big deal, but it's a truthful deal. I mean, look, these guys are former players who are now, you know, I guess you know, call them analysts, if you will, on podcasts. And they see basketball differently than probably those of us that didn't play in the NBA. And they don't think that the Lakers are contenders, which, by the way, I'm sure most people probably don't think the Lakers are contenders, especially after we saw last week when the Lakers were home against the Nuggets. So I don't really think it's that big of a deal. But what I do think is a big deal is how everybody is talking about the same thing, which is why aren't they doing more for him? Everything is about for LeBron. I thought Paul Pierce's comment was really interesting. If AD's so great, which he is, and if LeBron's so great, which he is, why is it not producing more wins? I actually thought that was a really insightful question. Not that it takes that much to figure out, but yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't know, George, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't think it's a big deal, especially considering the source, right? Like those guys are, they're going to be a little tougher on the Lakers, I think, than mm -hmm. most people would be anyway. Yep. But nonetheless, I, I mean, the Lakers are a 500 ball club. You know what I mean? Like, are they contenders? I mean, if we're if we're labeling them contenders, we're literally only doing it based off their play last season, which isn't necessarily an indication of where they are this season, and that they have LeBron and AD, and that's it. Like that, those are the two reasons that. Right, like everybody thinks that the playoffs are going to come, and with LeBron and AD, and with focus, and with a series, they're going to be able to somehow do what the Chiefs did, which is overcome a bad regular season by their own standards. And I don't know if the Lakers are going to do that. And if they can't do that, if they can't, at some point, are the Lakers organizationally going to go, why do we do everything for LeBron when it only produces like a 500 club? Like, aren't we going to start thinking about our future after LeBron? Or do we have to keep, do we have to take LeBron to his finish line? Mm. But what does that do for our finish line? Who's our? Like Lakers. Oh, listen, I think you start rebuilding this team sooner rather than later. That's just my opinion, but I know that's basketball blasphemy. I mean, people get mad when you ask those questions because it's, you know, it's centered on LeBron and when people want to take him away from the situation, people are like, oh, you can't do that because he's the best player of all time. It's like, I understand that, but he's not helping this team. So what do we do? And I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm just saying there has to be a solution where if he's going to say, how does this ball club actually 
get to what they want, which is the title. You hear what the Queen said? LeBron ain't helping this team. That's what the Queen said. Okay. I, George I'm just not, held his eyes at I you, know Queen. he did, but that's not what I... I didn't exactly say that it's just I him. Heard. I'm saying... I'm not, I'm not saying get rid of him because I never said that. But there has to be something done if you guys are going to keep him and have the Lakers win because what they have right now isn't doing it. So it's like, where, where is the... Like, what's actually happening? I know people get mad at me when I bring that up with LeBron. Like... You know, to your point, George just rolls his eyes. Well, but here's the like, question. Do the Lakers owe LeBron? Owe what? Just do they owe him? I mean, is he a lifelong Laker? They owe him the way they owed Magic, no. the way they owed Kobe? Do they no. owe LeBron? I don't think so. Mm, I mean, he broke the scoring title here, won a championship with them. I mean, there's a couple things he accomplished here in L.A. I mean. Okay. So, so maybe they do owe him. Maybe they do owe him to do him right till the very end of his career. But when you say rebuild, that's why the offseason is going to be crucial this this you know this upcoming season. I mean, that's why they're trying to find a superstar. That's probably why they didn't make any moves going in this trade deadline. Just saying. Sit down. I was like, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> I, I just think, look, man. At the end of the day, this is what the, this is what they've chosen. They have chosen to have more assets in the offseason, whether it's LeBron that's here or not. It, they have those assets available to them. The decision was made. This is the team they're rolling with, for better or worse. So to answer your question, they are preparing for life after LeBron in theory because they're going to have ammunition to work with. Do you think he'll be back? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so too. I don't think that he's going anywhere because he's now the Lakers and LeBron and LA, not just the LA Lakers, meaning the Lakers, LeBron James, and the city of LA, they're all now synonymous. And every he's got all of his business wrapped up in LA. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Okay, that makes and sense. And I also think that if he wants to keep watching Bronny play, because don't please don't tell me Bronny's coming out of USC after one year. Come on. Mm, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. No. So I, I don't know that. I mean, I, mean, I don't think so do, either. But but you're right. We'll he don't. might do it because he wants to hurry up and play with his dad, but he's not really, really, really ready. He ain't even close to the best player on his current team. Be careful, Cap. They're going to come I after know, you the way they come they after me. I'm just saying. Are. I know LeBron's going to be saying. upset with me. But he he knows I'm a basketball savant. He knows You this. are. You are. <laughs> All right. Talking about basketball savants, and we talked about Patrick Mahomes, and we've been talking about him. Patrick Mahomes believes he can be like this NBA superstar. If I played, bas- if I played basketball, I would just, I'd be just like Steph Curry. I mean, I got this shot. I just got to get a, a couple extra reps, you know, a couple shots up, um, and I'd be shooting just like him. I mean, I mean, like that's who I would be. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of the Steph Curry. That's awesome. He's a, he's a lot like Steph Curry in comparison to football, but he's not because he's got this big cannon of an arm, right, and all that. Um, I mean, if he actually played basketball, would he be Steph Curry? I doubt it. Why? Why would you guys? When I heard that audio, I cr- first of all his voice, right? But like, I cracked up, and then I'm like, I have to play it for you guys. I Wait, just had to. But what's so funny? There's no way he, he can be like Steph Curry no, in no. basketball. Hold on a second. You're talking about the best player in the NFL. Now, if I took, if I'm Patrick Mahomes and I put every ounce of effort into basketball the way I put every ounce of effort into football, I'm not going to be like LeBron James because I don't have his height and I don't have his weight. I'm not going to be like Shaquille O'Neal because I don't have the size and I don't have the dominance. I'm not going to be like Giannis. Okay. The player I probably most favorably think I could be exactly like would be like Steph Curry. I don't understand what's so funny. 
The See, mechanics. The mechanics of basketball are different, man. I understand, but what he's saying is that Sedano straight did, chuckled. Let me tell you guys something. When I, when I, listen. Come on, When I, when I was, when I was younger, and I thought to myself, okay, if I were going to play basketball, you know who I would be just like? Like Mike? No, no, no. Back when my, and this is a long time ago. So George, you'll get this. DeAndre, you probably never heard of this guy. I was like, I'd be Bobby Hurley. I know who Bobby Hurley is. Okay, that's yeah. who I would have been. Hmm. I'd have been like, hey, I'm a six foot white guy. I'm a decent enough athlete, but I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my ball handling skills. I'm gonna work on my passing. I'm gonna work on my leadership. I'm gonna work on on my shot, and I'm gonna put hours and hours and hours into the gym the same way I did on the field. Come on, man. No, bro. There's, 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 there's no there's no chance. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Sedano. ruining my dream. Listen. Sedano, do it again. Do it again. There's a, no, man. There's a lot of there's, on, there's a, you guys the, the, my the beauty man. of Steph Curry. <laughs> Because to your point, he's not built like LeBron or whatever. I mean, six three, six His four. His documentary's great, by the way. Six, eh, six I three, six four. Uh, I, I didn't love it. It's um, it kind of like forgets a lot of stuff. Like, it, whatever. I don't need to get into that. But anyway, the he's six three, six four. There's a lot of six three, six four people, and they just think he's more relatable because oh, I can shoot the ball from a long distance. No, you can't. You can't shoot the ball from a long distance like Steph Curry does. I don't care if even if you're an athlete like Patrick Mahomes. But if somebody said to Steph Curry, "Hey, if you were a quarterback in the NFL, who would you most be like?" and he said Patrick Mahomes, would we all laugh at him? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, but then, okay <laughs> what is yes. answer? What's a good answer then? There is no good answer. Okay, but that's what the whole point is. is they're kind of making a comparison. If I played basketball, yeah, I mean, this I, is who I think he, I could be. He, he, he is, should have not answered he, with anybody. No, I think it's a funny answer. But uh, if we're, but Laura asked if I if he really could be Steph yeah. Curry, right, what if Steph, or you asked if he could really be Steph Curry, and I said no. What if Steph Curry said, "Hey, listen, if I were going to play football, the best I could be is Brock Purdy." Would everybody go, "Yeah, that seems reasonable"? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Patrick Mahomes, brother. You can do it, man. You could be Steph Curry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like Ted Lasso said, believe. There you go. All right, that's big deal or no deal each and every day. I mean, around 6.30 something. Adjacent. <laughs> we get to 6.30 yeah. and we're just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dealer's Choice is up next, but Cappy, do you have something to tell us first? I do. I'd like to tell everybody yeah. about Subaru because right now- um, The I'm, love. You know, right now I'm, I'm actually going to be looking for a brand new Subaru because I drove the Subaru Solterra for a long time. And when I drove it, not only was I so impressed with, hey, look, it's a luxury vehicle inside. It's got all the modern technology that you would expect in a brand new vehicle. It's got Apple CarPlay. It's got Wi-Fi. There's uh, all the in-car media and technology that you would expect from the latest and greatest, and especially from Subaru. So it's very technologically advanced, and it's very luxurious on the inside. But on the outside... It is a Subaru SUV. It is a lifestyle vehicle. It's the kind of vehicle that you throw the boards up on top or you throw the Thule up on top so you can pack in all the stuff as you're heading up to the mountains. You can throw in all the kids and the dogs and the equipment because it's tough and it's rugged and it's built for lifestyle, but it's also zero emissions. So if the environment is something that's really important to you, a cleaner environment, this is a vehicle for you. It's also got those three inches of ground clearance. So if you plan to go off road a little bit, you can feel safe in this vehicle. So in the end, what I want you to do is this, go to your local LA Subaru retailer and walk in and go, listen, I know the brand, I know all the vehicles, but I want to see that electric vehicle, that first ever electric SUV from Subaru, the Subaru Solterra. Love. It's what makes Subaru a Subaru, and now that love is electric. electric. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? 
your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Final segment of the program. Cappy Steelers Choice coming up in a second. We're going to have a good time here, Cappy. We've got stuff to discuss on the way out. And we really are only going to have a few minutes to do it, so you better keep it tight tonight there, yeah. sucker. You ready? Let's do it! You know, I, I have a couple of things I want to talk about, but i got to make a decision now which one I want to go with. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the whole Kansas City Chiefs and uh, San Francisco 49ers play-by-play calls for tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. So this morning, uh, 7.45, I have a call every morning with the chief operating officer, from my company side. The co-o. Right. And I and he, this guy's not a sports fan at all, mm. but he's an athlete. And he was a college swimmer. Oh. And he um, does ultra endurance uh, marathons, like 50-mile trail runs. Like, see, he's a good athlete. Wow. He's just not a sports fan. So it's Monday morning, and I say to this kid, I go, hey, please tell me you watched the Super Bowl. Because I just figure the Super Bowl is Americana. Right. Right? He I did mean, not. You know what he says to me? Why would I do that? Whoa. Why would I do that? Yeah. I said, you didn't watch the Super Bowl. No, I was doing this project and I was doing that project and I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I go, you didn't like, you weren't interested in like the halftime with Usher and all these other things or the conversation that America is going to have today about the commercials and this incredible game. And he's like, no, I didn't watch one second of it. 120 million, right? Was the estimate? Something like that. I mean, that's still only like a third of the country. You well, realize that, that right? Well, I, well, so that's the thing, is right. that in my world, <laughs> in my world, it's like everybody watches the Super Bowl. Right. You know, now my 17-year-old daughter, truth be told, she watches. Um, she's one of these kids that has come to football. Because of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Right, Tay-Tay. But my other three mm-hmm. kids, are we're on a family group text, and they're talking about the last play. They're talking about, you know, the halftime show. I mean, they're they're talking about it because they grew up around it. 
It is a mind blow for me that some people don't watch the Super Bowl at all. Right. Yeah. So I'll ask everybody here. Do you know anybody? We're all in the sports oh, world. Oh, I know somebody that doesn't watch the Super me Bowl. Me too. I yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do too. Uh, again, the majority of people don't watch the Super Bowl. I decided I had to put out a poll to figure this out. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Rather oh, than nah. put it, but rather than put it on a sports site, yeah. I put it on a gossip site. Like a, uh, like a, you know, like a pop. Perez Hilton type. It's called Just Jared, oh. which is an LA based. Whoa, like, I haven't heard that in a minute. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know Just Jared? Yeah, I do. Just Jared is an LA based um, website that's kind of like a competitive product to TMZ, if you will. Yeah. Yep. So, Just Jared, I posted this poll on their website today. Did you watch any of the Super Bowl? 56% said yes, all of it. 29% said I didn't watch any of it. Yeah, I believe it. 8% said just the halftime. Mm-hmm. And 7% said I was at a party where it was on. 30% of the people on a non-sports site said, I didn't watch any of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is a mind blow. Who do you know that didn't watch the Super Bowl, George? Uh, my friend JP. He never watches the Super Bowl. He's not a sports fan. Just doesn't watch. Cappy's so like mind blown. <laughs> I'm like actually mad at JP now. Okay. I, want, I have... Uh, I have a few friends. Who do you have? Who do so you- one of my best friends actually was at Disney with her boyfriend. My uh, cousin doesn't watch it. I have two, three, maybe like four other friends that don't. They tuned in to clips of the halftime show, but they didn't actually watch the Super Bowl. Big D, who do you know that doesn't watch the Super Bowl? My cousin back at home. He for sure didn't watch the Super Bowl. What's his problem? He just, he's not, he's not really into sports. He played football. It's crazy because he played football in high school, but he just never like, just like, like watching it. It was, just, I don't know, he's weird. <laughs> I just, I, it, I, I mean, to me, the Super Bowl is not a sporting event. It's a part of being. It's a, it's a, it's Christmas. It's a holiday. All right. Thirty percent, George. Yeah, it's the reality of life, man. All right, we're done here. What's next after us? Lakers talk with Alan Sliwa. Oh, the big Detroit Pistons matchup coming up. Mm-hmm. Going to be talking about that. Jovan Buhash is joining or no? Is Jovan on tonight? Funchy, who's on tonight? Jovan? You don't even he know? You, aren't know? you the producer of the show? Yeah, but Alan, he makes it all up as he goes. Jovan's not coming on. Oh, Jovan, no what? Buha, no Buha tonight. <laughs> then I'm not listening. I'm boycotting it's without a, Jovan. It's a, it's a Buha boycott. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but Slee's great. We won't be boycotting. We'll be listening intently. Uh, great job, Cappy, DeAndre, Laura, Christopher, The Circle. Uh, Slee's up next. Have a great one.